Hello guys, uh, William for who's speaking. Um, I am a pilot for DHL Air Austria on the Boeing 757 and you are watching Folks Alert on Apple Podcast. Welcome to the Folks Alert Show. My name is Kiko. My guest today is William Van Hoos. Did I say that right, William? Yeah, it's Verhoost. Verhoost. My apologies, man. right. No worries. How are you doing today, man? Very good. I'm very good. Yeah, a bit tired now. We're a bit late in the evening, but I'm all good. How are you? I am doing great. It's six o'clock here. Where is it? What time is it where you're at right now? It is now 11 p.m. in here. In 11 p.m. Where at? In Belgium, close Bel to Liège. Belgium. Are you from Belgium yeah. originally? I am, yeah. Born and raised. Born and raised in Belgium, yeah. Ever thought about going anywhere else? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm traveling like a lot already. So uh, let's say my points of interest are in in here. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Uh. I started following you on Instagram, right? And yeah. I was very interested in your, your the content you post on Instagram and you know, you're a cargo pilot, you fly for DHL, you go all over the world. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, let me reach out to this guy, man. You got some cool content on your page. So I was like, let me reach out and see if I can, you know, talk to him. So tell me, how did you get into this cargo how, how did you get into this did you have a choice to be a cargo pilot or be a commercial pilot or you just took the job that was available for you let's say i had the i had the chance uh so uh i used to work for dhl express in the past as a courier and in the end i ended up having an interview for dhl air uk at that time and uh when i finished the interview the same still written exams etc uh, I had the chance uh, also to fly for DHL on site and for a passenger company on the 737 on the other side. Mm -hmm. But I just I just decided to uh, keep going with DHL, of course, um, as I was kind of used to this company. And uh, yeah, I really liked also the Boeing 757, which is quite, let's say, unusual to start with um, in your career path. It's, it's a bit different. Okay. Which is good. Which is good in the end. How long did you work as a carrier? A courier. Uh, I worked one year and a half as a courier. Wait a minute. Yeah. So you you work for a courier one year and a half, and then you, the opening came for the airline side of things, and you just applied and got the job. Yeah, you, you went. So you I had the interview. Well, you had to go to like written assessments, etc. Okay, okay, okay. Did you always had it? Did you have an interest prior to this? Did you have an interest in flying, in aviation? Um, if I had an interest in flying, well, did you prior to? I mean, you worked as a courier, right? Prior yes, to so that, yeah, yeah. So, so you had an interest in in aviation prior to working as a courier. 
Of course. So I had, I mean, I, I still have a big interest in aviation, but I started, I think I was 15, uh, 15 years old. So it's been a while now. Mm-hmm. And um, I finished my pilot training in 2013. So that was yeah nine, year, nine years ago already. Um, so I was 21 years old. And uh, it was a crisis, so there was no job, no job at all, no interview, nothing. So I just had, you know, to uh, keep going, keep working. And instead of, you know, staying home, doing nothing, I just um, started to work. So I found a job in a kind of specialized house uh, where I've worked there for uh, two years. So I was in charge of disabled people for two years. Um, that was really good. I mean, I don't regret anything. It's a really good experience, social-wise, I mean. Um, And then I got hired by DHL Express as a career. And then I kept going with DHL Air um, one year and a half later. Now, flying cargo plane, and maybe you can help me out with this. Yeah. Flying cargo plane versus flying commercial plane, it's, it's a lot different because you know, you don't have to deal with passengers, you know, uh, it's probably yeah. you and what, what is it, a, a crew of three or a crew of two? Uh, first, we are a crew of two. So Just it's short two. to medium haul. So uh-huh. we only need two pilots, okay. one captain and one first officer. Okay. So it's just the two of you. You don't got to deal with any, yes. any passengers. Okay. All right. Just the two of you. What about snacks? Okay, you you bring your own snacks. I mean, you have no flight attendant now. Yeah, no, we don't have any flight attendant. No, <laughs> but um, no, it, it depends how long the duty is. Uh, if it's usually over, I'd say five to six hours. Usually, DHL gives us you know some some uh, lunch packs, etc. Um, even though if the aircraft we already full of water, coffee. Um, a few snacks in the box as well, right. some cokes, etc. So, yeah. Okay. We, we've got some some to do, yeah. Otherwise, we just take our stuff when it's I'd say less than again five six hours. Okay. Here here is what I'm thinking, Will. Um, I'm I'm a friend of yours, right? I'm yeah. in Florida. Uh, DLCL don't fly here often, but you just happen to to come to Florida, and I want to hitch a ride, right? Is it because yeah. I, I'm thinking, you know, when when I hear cargo plane, right? And I'm, I'm going to play a clip of you in a few minutes. I'm thinking the the James Bond movie or one of the Mission Impossible movie, right? It's empty. Okay. You know, that's what I'm thinking. So can people mm-hmm. like if I'm stuck somewhere, can I hitch a ride on the DHL plane? No, you can't. No, you can't. Why not? It's, no, car- it's cargo. Because plane. it's forbidden. It, it, yeah, yeah, of course, it's a cargo, but then it, it's for the be done because you have to, to get an air pass, which which takes like, you know, takes some time to get it. Um, you need like to have a five years reference. Oh, um, my God. Forget it, man. Forget so it. Well, yeah, it, forget it. We're not, we're yeah, not gonna... yeah. <laughs> it, it takes a while to get the air pass. So, it, yeah, that, that's not going to be that easy. As yeah. <laughs> so. Let's forget this idea. Yeah, forget that idea. Uh, flying, yeah. flying cargo versus commercial seems more fun, right? It for me. Uh, let me play a clip from you. For, from what I was seeing from your page, it seems to be more fun because you don't have to deal with. It's just the two of you guys, 
or a female yeah. or whatever the case is. You're just flying mm -hmm. from point A to point B. Uh, you're in Belgium. Typically, a day flight, when you get your your itinerary or your your uh, flight, wherever they send plan you, route, how, yeah. your plan route, how usually where do your, your route go? Does it go so anywhere? So we usually start from Leipzig. Uh-huh. So we usually start from Leipzig in Germany. Um, that's our base, main base. And from Leipzig, then we go, I mean, we travel in all Europe and a few other destinations outside of it. Like we go to Malta, to Tel Aviv and to Casablanca. Mm. So that's the destinations outside of uh, Europe we've got yet. And a few others in the UK right now. Right. You guys fly everywhere. I was, before we started recording, um, we were talking about DHL uh and you know in the united states we have fedex we have ups yeah. but we have some i mean i've seen some dhl trucks but mainly what we see is a lot of ups a lot of fedex dhl you guys kind of concentrate in europe the caribbean south america uh is it mainly yeah yeah mainly is that by why do you mainly guys focus like in europe and the caribbean and south america is that strategic uh that's a good question that's a really good question i know we can we also go to asia and everywhere else and but we're not too focused on uh, uh america on the states mm. but in this case i can't really tell you why um why we focus on europe i can't really tell you well we don't have much competition in Europe, you know? I would think the reason why you guys are out Europe, Asia, is that the restriction is a little bit more lax. When you come to the States, things are, you know, you got the, you got UPS, you got this cargo company. I think it's a little bit more, you guys dominate the Caribbean, uh, South America, Australia, uh europe asia asia europe you guys also have ups in cologne in europe Germany. yeah but it's not it's not like it's not like dhl dhl's got a reach right yeah DHL's got, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, got a, it's got a reach let me play a <laughs> clip from uh from your page we'll come back we'll talk uh let me see what clip now well, let's play this clip here we'll come back we'll talk <laughs> Tell me this when when you leave right like say you go on a flight plan or you get your plan to, to fly when you land in a particular country how long are you guys usually there do you get a chance to like sightsee check out the, the yeah. scenery oh so Anytime. you have time to do that and that's that's mainly one of the big difference between flying passengers short to medium haul and cargo uh flying so as cargo pilots we mainly fly at night Mm -hmm. which means we uh, end up in the hotel that's at around eight in the morning so we go to sleep and then you know we've got like a few hours to go out visit um, get a bit of sightseeing all around uh, and then go back 
to uh, to base to other destinations so yeah we've got let's say approximately our layover i would say the average is between 11 hours and um 16 hours i think is the average but we also have longer um layovers so a few ones are called weekends mm -hmm. so in this case we usually arrive on thursday morning and we leave the destination on monday night oh, which okay. means we've got four or five days at destination like i had a few months ago in tel aviv so you can just you know spend some time in there uh, with your colleague uh, go out take a, a bus um you know just a bit of sightseeing go to jerusalem um check the dead sea and stuff so yeah you can see plenty of things yeah let me ask you this you're doing a lot of traveling what's your favorite city country to visit i don't think i have a favorite country come on to you, visit. You, um, you 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 gotta have one that you you like you like the food you like the scenery uh you it's always a, it's always it, fun when you go there yeah it yeah, it really depends because, you know, for example, I could go to Rome, go into the city center. Like, of course, the, the, the city is, is splendid, awesome, but we only have like a 15, 14 hours layover, which means you can go to the city center, spend some time, but not that much. Mm -hmm. But if you go to Tel Aviv or let's say Casablanca, we used to go there, um, or Malta, then you can still have... 36 also to 48 hours layover which means you have more time to spend in there so you're more you know relaxed uh, you can chill out a bit with your colleague uh, go out and and just yeah enjoy as much as you can the layover so every destination has a bit of, of its um, uh, good things so positive things and, and negative ones so that's why i'm saying i don't have any favorite destinations uh on our network uh every destination has its you know positive things and, and negative ones so yeah all right take me into that cockpit right okay um you said a few seconds a few minutes ago you said you usually fly you know because you're doing cargo you usually fly at night yeah uh, flying at night it's a different view versus flying in a day you get to yes. see things um it's a different view you know i i see or passengers we see when we're landing you know we get to see um you know the outside yeah from this from the side but you get a, <laughs> a front row seat into landing in cities and that view mm -hmm. tell me about that view and flying at night what i could tell you is is um the good thing is we mainly fly at night but we also fly during daytime so of course in summertime it makes things easier so we usually fly both i would say daytime and nighttime which is good for us and winter time of course it's much more nighttime than anything else right um the view of course is restricted as it's dark so you know i guess how it looks like uh during at night uh but it's all also nice to see i mean it's different from daytime views and landscapes but it has also its own you know what i mean it's it's um you can see like the lightings from the runways the cities um so it's just different from daytime but it's also really nice to see really nice to see 
it's a bit more tiring, of course. Um, but that's that's a different question. Yeah. I, I I guess um, flying at night, you know. And what I wanted to ask you is that since there's two of you, right, and you're flying these long distances. You both yeah. of you are not at the control at the same time, right? Is someone sleeping? Why the others flying? No, not really. So uh, usually we just uh, there is one pilot monitoring and one pilot flying. So let's say for example we are going to uh, Venice. Uh -huh. So we go to Venice. Then I just I, and I'm just having a chat with the captain. We decide who's going to be the pilot flying or pilot monitoring to go and then on the other way around it's going to be the other one so if the captain says i will be the pilot flying are you okay of course i agree then the captain will be flying the aircraft to venice i will be monitoring so let's say i will be uh, doing the uh, flight management computer i will be uh, doing you know all the planning the uh, the fuel checks the timings to see if we're on time if we're late uh, and i will be talking to the air traffic control atc and then we go to Venice, we go to the hotel, and then on the way back, we swap. So right. I will be flying the aircraft and the captain will be doing the uh, monitoring job. You, you say flying to Venice, you make it seem so casual. You know, you say, you, someone tell me they're going to Venice, I'm thinking a nice vacation, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what people think, but, but then, you know, we're still working, so, and the thing is, flying at night, of course, makes you tired so you're gonna go to bed let's say eight nine mm -hmm. you're gonna wake up at 1 1 p.m personally i go to the gym um i eat and then it's almost time to go so it's not really holidays but it's the good thing is we can still go out and have the choice it depends of course what your goals are or on a rest day, you can still go out, take the bus 15, 20 minutes, right, go right. into the city center with your colleague, you know, have a nice dinner and then back to uh, to base or somewhere else. Yeah, I, w I was assuming that, you know, when there's two pilots, maybe just like how if I am a passenger on a commercial flight, I will be sleeping. Yeah. You know, if I'm flying to say I'm flying from Orlando to going to California, that's a red eye. That's a four hour yeah. four hour flight i would think that yeah. you know having two pilots you guys would be sleeping but you're saying no someone's monitoring versus you know someone sleeping but then also i thought that you know autopilot you know you're not really flying the plane you put an autopilot the plane flies itself yeah so that's uh <laughs> that's just the movies <laughs> right a, let's say that's a typical question the typical questions from let's say no offense people coming you know from somewhere else than aviation uh -huh. um, so let's say the autopilot is in of course uh, but it doesn't make anything I mean it doesn't it doesn't do the whole thing so pilot monitoring still has to you know talk to ATC do the fuel checks timings and, and stuff but the pilot flying has to make sure that the, the autopilot is doing its job gotcha because gotcha. once the autopilot pilot like you know makes any mistakes or anything then the pilot flying will have to react straight so straight away we'll have to react so you can't really you know rely 100% on the autopilot so it's a really nice system we rarely have problems with the autopilot but in case there is a problem we have to be there and react straight away with the systems 
because you can't, you know, like let the autopilot make any mistake while flying an aircraft. Right. So, uh, in fact, the pilot flying is always monitoring what's the aircraft doing and what's the autopilot doing. So he's still checking. He's not like physically controlling the aircraft himself for, of course, five or six hours. It would be like not possible anymore with all the systems we've got on the 757. But um, it's still yeah, a monitoring job. Yeah. S- sitting in that cockpit, right? Do you ever like pinch yourself and say, wait a minute, I'm actually flying a plane right mm-hmm. Th- this is my career this is what i this is what i do for a living yeah you know do you yeah. even like just for a moment you know i mean you've been doing this for a while nine years now you said we, when you got out of school so you've been doing this for a while now but do if, just for a moment when you're sitting up there and you're looking at the skies this big world just you, you flying this big engine this big machine like wait a minute i'm actually i'm wow sometimes i think about it yeah and it's still it's still a bit crazy. Um, so I, I finished my studies at 21, mm-hmm. but I had to wait four years and a half ish to find a job. So uh, I got hired at 25, and now I just uh, turned out 30. So it's been five years. Yeah, it's been Almost an interesting journey. Yeah, you know, incredible journey. Yeah, loads of um, loads of exams, hard work, uh, but it's worth it. Like 1,000 percent. Yeah. Would what would you change? Why would I change? What would you change? Why would I change? I don't know, um, Max. I mean, listen, I got to ask these questions. Would you, if there's anything you could change, would you change anything? I, I wouldn't change anything because, okay. you know, I, I started flying at at, at uh, 15 mm-hmm. years old. So um, I started to fly with the Belgian Air Cadets uh, aboard gliders. Right. So I was gliders at 15. And then I started the private pilot license at 16. Um, first flight alone uh, with the glider was at 16. And the first flight alone with the plane was at 17. So, I, I, you know, it was like a passion still. My youngest age, I would say. And uh, it, it's a dream and still it is. So I have started really young, so I couldn't change anything because I did it like at the you know youngest age. So let's say I wouldn't say at, at my maximum because you know you can always improve yourself. Right. You can always work harder and and you know you can always improve anything in life. Um, the only thing is you know have to put in you know hard work and and to make it through. But I wouldn't change anything until now. I'm really happy um, with my job, what I'm doing. Yeah, that's my answer. Well. You wouldn't change a thing. I think you did well. Uh, starting so young, um, getting it, it, getting into aviation so young, where did you get that passion from? Was it something that your your parents, uh, a family friend, introduced to you? How did you? How did that start? How did you get introduced to it? It was just in my mind. Uh, my my father is a policeman, retired policeman. Uh, my mother is a teacher. So uh, my sister is a teacher as well. So aviation is coming from nowhere. Uh, it was just in my serious? mind. Uh, I know it's crazy. You but, took yeah, a completely I was in the different path. Yeah, I was in the kitchen with my father at 14. And he just looked at me and he said, what do you want to do for a living? And I was like, 
I like planes. I like uniforms. I'm gonna try. I'd like. I'd like to be a pilot. Wow. And then you know we all like. I made it through years after years, and in the end, yeah, I just, I just, I just became what I always wanted to be. Mm. Um, I know it's crazy, but basically, it's coming from nowhere. No one from my family is a pilot. No one. Well, it's a passion, and it's a passion, it's a passion that passion. you, um, you, you made come to fruition. I, I can't yeah. complain. I can't complain about that, you know. But it's funny that, you know you took a completely different path from your parents, you know, yep. your sister followed your mom, right? Yeah. Did. Yeah. Yeah. She followed your mom. How would they, how do they feel about, you know, your career and how, how are they doing by the way? How they're doing? How are your parents doing? Very good. Wonderful. Wonderful. I mean, yeah. Very good. My sister as well. Everyone is, is, uh, is fine. Yeah. Well, my mother is retired as well now. So, Good times to come. <laughs> yeah, good time to come. <laughs> William, man, listen, I, you know, I'm happy that you, you came. I, I was late. Let me say this. I was late. My, my apologies. Nah, no problem, man. It's okay. <laughs> you know? I'm, always, I'm always too early anyway. So let's say I was too early. <laughs> yeah, okay. That'll work. That'll work. Listen, I want you to come back, man. I want you, when you're in, when you're in one of these tropical, these, these Venice or Rome, man, you got to come yeah. back and, and, and chop it up with me. I want to get that scenery, man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we can just, you know, keep in touch and I can still yeah, send you something. Definitely. When, you, when you're in Germany, or not Germany, uh, when you're in like Venice or Rome or Tel Aviv, you know, and you have like a layover, we got to do an interview, yeah. man. We, we got to do okay. an interview. You got to come back and so we can see that scenery, you know? No worries. You know, okay. I, want you, I want you to come back. Um, no worries. Pleasure. You know, listen, it was, a, it was a pleasure having you here, man. Um, thank you for coming and sharing your story with me, um, post some so pictures. It's, it's, it's basically like I created this, why I created this uh, Instagram page. So I created it to, you know, share pictures, nice pictures, nice videos, uh, motivational videos, and also sharing my uh, experiences. And that's exactly what we've just done right now. So uh, that was nice to talk to you. Yeah, that was great fun. Well, listen, um, you're in uh belgium right yeah you're in belgium i am in orlando florida and because of instagram we were able to connect and have this conversation technology is a wonderful thing homie it's you know it's, it's a beautiful it's crazy yes you know so uh i'm happy i'm happy to have had the opportunity to speak with you and you sharing your story with me and it, it was a real it was a real pleasure i appreciate it no problem, man. It was a real pleasure for me as well. Thank All you right. very much. You take care, Will. Take care, man. See you Will next time. Do. Next time.